This is Forum. I'm John Michaels, Public Affairs Radio Director since 1973. Yeah. So we're talking about going back uh, half a century uh, already. But we're going to be talking with Mogan's Heroes. Uh, they're going to have a big 45-year anniversary party for the Salvation Army coming up Saturday, November 4th from 6 till 9 p.m. at the Holiday Inn City Center. And uh, we have Doug Lund with us, I guess, Doug. Tell us, I remember back in the early day, you, you kind of sang a lot of, like Frank Sinatra back in those days, didn't you? Well, I've always been from around here, but uh, when I played next door at the, at the uh, Green Lantern uh, next to Kello, I would just go in the back door and the stage was right there and I had a band that was there. And and so I, I played a lot of years uh, doing that kind of stuff. We played all sorts of music uh, at that time and... So I, I had a good background uh, in playing, uh, you know, various genres of music. So, well, you played drums too, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I played drums uh, throughout my time with uh, with Mogan's Heroes. Well, John Mogan, you're a 17-year board member of the Salvation Army in Sioux Falls. That's one reason why you're talking about the fundraiser coming up on Saturday, November 4th. How did John uh, John Mogan's, uh, you know, the TV show Mogan's Heroes, I know is a part of it. Well, let's go back 45 years. How did they get started? I was teaching music in Lenox, a uh, vocal music teacher there, and I had just gotten done uh, playing with the Ups and Downs, which is a, a band, uh, like a Las Vegas show band out of Okaboji. I thought, ah. It'd be fun to get something together. I'd kind of filled in with a band called Fade of Blue out of Mitchell, which they just got inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame last this past September, or uh, a year ago, September. And some people asked us, asked me to put a band together to play for their Halloween party in 1978 in Chancellor, beautiful downtown Chancellor. And Eugene and Dale Dannon were hosting us in a garage, so... I got a guy named Rob Glover to play guitar and a guy named Jim Carlson to play drums, and we had a great time. And those two guys didn't stick around very long, and um, Tom Stever became the guitar player for 18 years. We, we just started playing in Sioux Falls. Uh, Irv Pfeiffer, who was running the Elks Club out on, on West Russell, got us to play, and pretty soon other places were asking us to play. And so I, I give Irv and Connie a... A, a big thumbs up for helping us get into Sioux Falls. We we picked up a drummer named Scott Claverkamp who could who was had been in the Pilgrims. He'd been in the Handy Brothers, Chessman Band. He's been inducted like eight times, and uh, and so he was with us until 1987. And then he uh, was selling cars and getting too busy to keep playing. So I asked this guy that I had met at a Christian TV telethon. This guy named Doug Lund. Always looked up to him. He's, you know, just a gentleman. And I, I remember 1987, May of 1987, we were playing a dance for Dave Robert. And, oh, he used to, uh, to be the Yellow FM here. Right, yeah. right. And uh, Doug was playing drums down in Yankton, and I, I kept looking up there. I go, wow, Doug Lund is playing in our band. That is so cool. <laughs> remember that, Douglas? I do. I sure do, yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't, uh, I wasn't so... So uh, proud of the way I was playing, but uh, you were you were always patient. <laughs> you and Stever were always patient with me. <laughs> you know, we always had a great time. We always, uh, you know, played what the people wanted to hear. More cab driver, Mac the knife, kind of stuff, um, which is which is great music too. Well, just to have a band that has been together for forty five years. 
most bands don't last that long. You mentioned quite a few bands, I remember, uh, that you were part of, uh, come and go, but really, Morgan's Heroes, you kind of uh, hasn't been that many members, has there? You know, that's been kind of uh, the amazing thing. Besides, besides Scott and Tom, Scott Cleverkamp, Tom Stever, then Doug Lund, then when Tom moved away, um, 1997, I believe, uh, that's when Denny Gale joined. So Tom was 18 years, Doug was 15 years, and uh, then when Doug quit in 2002, um, Denny and I hired a guy named Bill Hoffman, who's ha- whose birthday happens to be January 23rd, same as Doug Lund's birthday. So that's, <laughs> that's our uh, prerequisite for our drummer, have to be born on January 23rd. Well, a lot of people remember you. Uh, first of all, just even even the Sioux Empire Fair. You've been playing out there for the farmers' uh, luncheon for how many years? Oh, thirty plus years. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, and and that's just one of the things. You're, you're part of so many different parts of the community here and and all around the area that you've been doing every year. Oh, you might as well might as well keep uh, going back to the where you're having fun. That's that's always been kind of our motto: having fun, making music. We don't take ourselves too seriously. But if we can play songs that people want to hear, why not do that? Well, it's like many uh, professions in, in music. Uh, you almost have to have another job to be able to afford to be in a band. Yeah. Uh, if most people, you know, when you think about it, most bands didn't get paid very much, uh, you know, back then or now even. When you have to split it, you know, three or four or five ways, you know, that type of, have a sound guy or a lighting guy. Whichever. Not John. He gets ten, twelve thousand dollars $12,000 a night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't pay my guys much, but. But going, going back 45 years, Everybody had a dance. Every basketball had a dance. Every football game had a dance. Uh, there was, uh, you know, the street dances. Uh, you know, uh, there was dances all over the time, everywhere. And and Doug goes back farther than I do. Tell tell us about how you got started up in Volga. Well, uh, yeah, it was just a high school band when I was. It, we kind of just. I graduated in 64, so you can figure out how old I am. <laughs> but anyway, we played, uh, you know, just about every school function there. And my cousin, Lawrence Gresseth, and me, so, uh, and uh, and a bass player. But uh, uh, so we really had roots in, in good old, uh, good old initially, good old rock and roll. But I also had another older cousin who who uh, knew all the old tunes, you know, the the the, uh, the the standard old tunes and and uh, I always liked those too, so um, I picked up on that and I think that helped me be more well-rounded in my uh, taste and appreciation for all kinds of ways to play drums. So I was far from a rock and roll drummer, <laughs> but uh, you know I could keep I could keep a beat in just about any uh, genre. Well, going back 45 years, it was uh, 50s music, jitterbug, uh, you know, rock and roll, uh, and polkas. I mean, uh, nobody ever told me to turn down the music when I was playing a polka. That's true. You know, <laughs> when we started, we kind of looked up to the Gatlin brothers, and we've mm-hmm. always had that three-part harmony. So we're doing more like country or country rock, what was happening with Kenny Rogers and those kinds of folks. But... but um, Doug just fit right in. I mean, he's got such a good voice. And, you know, as far as making a name for our band, when he mentions uh, on Kello TV about going to play with Mogan's Heroes that weekend or that night, you know, how many 
tens of thousands of people are listening. Hundreds of thousands of people are listening to that. Well, Thank you, Doug. There's got to be oh. at least 100,000 listening right now. That's you. right. Yeah. Uh, Mogan's Heroes, their anniversary party, celebrating 45 years, Saturday, November 4th, 6 to 9 p.m. at Holiday Inn City Center for the Salvation Army. Now, you've been uh, working as a uh, board member, I think, with the Salvation Army now for how many years? For 17 years since I quit teaching. And uh, I really believe that God does some wonderful things through the Salvation Army. The, uh, the number of families that we serve... It's over like 1,500 families that come to the Salvation Army to get help paying for food, paying for rent, paying for heat, electricity. And, and it's, it's, we're not the ones that are doing that. That's God through us. And it's, it's people that are willing to donate uh, to the Salvation Army so we can pass that on in, in the form of clothing and that kind of stuff. But it's, it's very gratifying that way. Well, I know you've done a lot of fundraisers for people with, with your Morgan's Heroes and Bands, and we were talking before we started the program that uh, uh, I was DJ Disco on the Wheels back at that time, but we, you know, you probably uh, have been part of fundraising over millions of dollars. Doug, I think you've been uh, part of fundraising uh, for quite a few things that uh, amounted over to millions of dollars over your career. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Lots, of, lots of telethons and all kinds of thons. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah, bikeathons yeah. and walkathons and runathons and and uh, everything. But uh, what are some of the stories from back in the early days? I know back if you go back to the early '60s, there was probably 65 bars in town and there were 65 bands. And there's not that many bands today. It was. Little, tell us what it was like back then, John. Yeah. Go ahead. You know, we weren't uh, necessarily a bar band. We played in a lot of bars, and. Um, but I mean, it, it was a lot of times we were invited to play in the bar for a certain event that was being held in the bar and, and getting home at three o'clock and smelling like smoke and getting up at seven to go to church in the next morning. There was a certain point where we decided now nah, we're not going to not going to um, do that anymore. And so it's probably in when Doug was still in the band that I just decided now. Nah, let's not play the bars anymore. And, and, uh, so I, I gave the band a guide, whatever, whatever comes through the door, you know, we'll consider playing. And, uh, that's worked out really well. We probably, I think our record was one year when Irv hired us at, uh, at Westward Hole when he was the manager there. We played like 15 times in December for everybody's Christmas party. So we didn't have to set up our equipment. We just, we'd come in on Monday night and play for Norwest Bank and then Tuesday for another bank or another business. And, and that was pretty fun. Not too many people have Christmas parties anymore, do they? They don't. I, I'm not sure mm-hmm. if that's, you know, because of the increased awareness of um, driving while you're, while you've been drinking or, you know that had a big effect on on bands over the years. Yeah, we don't have street dances. Um, you know, JCs used to fund their fire department. You know, doing that. Uh, but like I say, today uh, people should get out and dance more, but um, uh, they don't. Yeah. I mean, a high school maybe they have a prom, maybe they have a, a homecoming, and that's about it. Yeah. Uh, thank goodness for weddings. Yeah. You know, I kind of got started in in music. I was a classical piano player. Living in Wabaya, Grandma Mogan was our piano teacher, and but I was also attracted to um, 
this guy named Myron Lee who came and played at the Blue Dog Inn, and and I heard him singing Sonny James' song "Young Love," and I was probably sophomore in high school, and I'm going, man, I'd like to do that, and so, and and Myron has become a really good friend, and he's he is the classic rock and roll, you know, South Dakota leader of that, and and I, nobody's has gone as far into the business as he has, and uh, he still has contacts, and he's still. He's still getting royalties from England and Belgium, and people are still listening, listening and buying his music. Yeah, his 45s are very collectible. Yep. Uh, John Morgan uh, and uh, Doug Lund. Uh, of course, let's talk about Denny and Bill a little bit. They couldn't be here for, for recording this, but uh, let's talk a, a little bit about them. Well, when Tom left to be with Orion Samuelson, uh, Doug and I talked about who we're going to hire, because there are several guys that had filled in, and... And Denny is so versatile, and I mean he can sing, sing parts, sing leads, but his guitar playing is just incredible. He can play pretty much every style, and uh, so that was a really good choice to get Denny. And and he's he's had some health issues in the last year or so, and so oh, I I do a little extra setting up, but it's worth it just to have him. I mean he's he's great. Bill Bill joined us in 2002 when I think the last job that that Doug played. You correct me if I'm wrong, Doug, but I think it was at the Kello Christmas party, 2002. Does that sound right? It could have been. I can't recall for sure. Yeah, but but uh, Bill happened to be walking through the halls, and I knew that he had quit his other band called Velvet Touch, and uh, and I mean he's an incredible singer and and a really good drummer too. He had been, this Velvet Touch would play up in Minot one night, and they'd play in uh, Minneapolis the next night, traveling with a bus. And it's kind of nice, you know, having to go to Hartford instead of, <laughs> or Humboldt or Lenox or Parkston. Uh, you know, when you're traveling an hour instead of 10 hours, you know. Morgan's Heroes Anniversary Party, celebrating 45 years, uh, part of the, the history of Sioux Falls, uh, you know, as, as, as we talk, you know, Sioux Falls was too. Saturday, November 4th, 6 to 9 p.m. at the Holiday uh, City Inn. You, Doug Lund, uh, and, and John both uh, were the, some of the founding members of the South Dakota Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And, John, you, you, put, you pretty much did all the work for about 10 years or so. <laughs> maybe, not, maybe not quite 10, but yeah. uh, the, the, the man that started it was Don Fritz mm-hmm. and he and his friend Terry Taus were huge leaders in that. And, and Doug was on the very first board I joined a year after that. Uh, but there were just a bunch of guys that liked rock and roll and they weren't necessarily musicians, but they were, were fans and wanted to honor the people that, that had made rock and roll such a, a, a big thing in South Dakota. And, you know, the ballrooms, the DJs, you know, we've, I'm sitting with a, with a DJ of the year, uh, what year was that? Oh, my T-shirt says uh, number nine. Yeah, uh, sweet as wine. <laughs> okay, uh, Doug, I, I I know that you didn't allow me to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for a couple of years because you kept saying I put too many bands out of business. <laughs> but uh, but the uh, the thing I don't know if I said that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the main thing is that uh, you know how music has changed. But um, 
people had more music back then, I think, uh, in the early days. They danced a lot more. Um, it's too bad. I think we need more of that today. Uh, now, Doug, I know you, you're teaching piano. No, I'm the one that's teaching oh, John, piano. You're teaching piano? Yeah. Okay. Um, the young musicians today, uh, how, how have they changed since, you know, you've been teaching piano for 45 years, too? I have, even longer than that. I started when I was in eighth grade. But, mm-hmm. um, I, I have some kids that want to learn how to play rock and roll piano. Um, I start them with learning how to read music. Mm-hmm. That's how I started, and that thing kind of changed in college when I started playing in the, ba- in the jazz band down at USD. But... Uh, I got to tell a, a funny story about Doug. I don't know we're flipping yeah. back and forth, but he and Tom and I were playing for a bank um, event in Mitchell, and they wanted us to set up our equipment prior to that. So we're in our green van, and and I took him out to dinner, and so like behind the front two seats, Doug was sitting on the seat that wasn't buckled down, wasn't connected to. The, to the uh, floor and uh and so i i took off from this place called the depot and i, I hear this whoa and it was doug and uh he didn't even spill his seven up he turned all, all he was upside down and didn't even spill his uh seven drink. up you can say drink john that's want. okay <laughs> yeah I, I was i was thinking seven up well it had seven up in yeah, it i think days, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or Diet Coke. Well, so, uh, yeah, but, we had a, we had a. I think one of the things that I wrote it down here that one of the things that made me uh, stay is that uh, it was so. John is always so kind to people and and uh, really appreciative of the audience and the music, and that hasn't changed to this day. And I always appreciated it, and uh, and I know that. Denny does, and I know that Tom Stever did, and and so the the guy who's sitting right there next to you is is uh, is responsible for the success of Logan's Heroes without a doubt, and so uh, that that's got it. If we had something to do with it, I'm just glad to have been a part of it. Now you mentioned the van, and uh, I know from my experience, you could probably write a book on just getting to your gigs and back. But that van, that van was famous. You drove that van for how many miles? Um, pretty a little over two hundred thousand, I think. That green two tone mm-hmm. green van. There's another funny story. We we're we were in tuxedos, playing down in Tyndall for a hospital fundraiser, and there was a big snowstorm that came through while we were playing, and and. It was because it was for a hospital fundraiser. They said, "Oh, you guys, there, there are some extra rooms in the hospital. You can just stay here tonight." And and Tom and I both voted for that, but Doug was so adamant about getting home, so we uh, we ended up breaking through some snowbanks. We probably had no business going through. We made it home safely through the grace of God. But uh, you know, well, Doug, we got home. That's the main thing. We got home to our wife. Yeah, and and. Uh, you're so gracious, Doug, but I always gave part of the credit or a big, big hunk of the credit to uh, the people that I hired. And it's, it's like I, I always wanted to hire people that are better than I am. Um, just to, And that's true. You know, better singers, better players. And it, it just makes it um, 
you know, I look up to them and, and, and that makes me want to be better. So I don't know if we achieved any kind of, uh, well, we had a following and, you know, people would go to different places and, and follow our band, but it was never uh, stardom or it's never, you know, we might be the best band on our block and that was good enough. I think a lot of people know who John Mogan's heroes are. Uh, <laughs> the anniversary party uh, sounds like it'll be a hoot because there'll be people coming from all of the different 45 years that you've been playing. Hopefully. Uh, maybe they'll bring a picture of this was our wedding or this was our our uh, our company corporate picnic or something like that. Uh, you played every... That would be fun to see, John. Yeah. It would, it would be fun to see pictures from the, from the band because we... You know, being in the band, we didn't find that many pictures of us uh, of when we were actually on stage. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you did a lot of weddings. We did. Mm-hmm. We did. You know, then then when the dis or the DJs came in, that took a lot of those away. But we still had plenty to play. You know, so I was, John. I always respected the way you handled the crowd, and I was like, hey. You're you're giving them music too, just like we're giving them music. So I I, I didn't resent that. Well, the uh, times changed a little bit with that. In a sense, Europe had uh, DJs for years before that, and uh, there was kind of a switch. We all of a sudden started having mobile DJs in the United States, but they got a lot more of the the, the uh, live music over there. Um, but like I say, music is music, but live music is, is still nothing better than live music when you get right down to it. I yeah, mean, it's, right. it's the crowd and the field and the dance floor. Um, uh, the whole epitome, you don't get that out of your iPhone. Yep. If, if you followed our band, you'd realize, especially when, when Doug and Tom were playing and, and then when Denny and Doug were in the band, Doug is so good with the crowds. I mean, because they would recognize him. They they had that same reaction that I did when I first played with him. It's like, this this guy, I see him, we have supper with him every night. And and he was so gentle and so accessible to them. Um, every once in a while, when we'd go out to dinner, especially out of, or go out to breakfast afterwards, there were people that had been drinking that were kind of rude. And Doug was always, always kind to them. And I, I always appreciated that. Yeah. Well, of course, the Doug Lund of Kevo TV, in case people were wondering out there. Right, yes, right. That Doug. <laughs> you recognize his voice. Well, Doug, uh, there was a, uh, there's so many things about, uh, you know, being in a band. Uh, in Minnesota, there's one restaurant that was always open all night. Uh, and all the bands would kind of get together there at 2 or 3 in the morning. That was What was the name of that? Uh, Lang's Cafe. Lang's Price Cafe. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. my cousin Steve. Owns that. Oh, my goodness. Small yeah. world. But uh, like I say, all the bands would kind of come together uh, and, and meet uh, at 2 or 3 in the morning, you know, because they're all heading home or whichever. Uh, Doug, how did you ever, you know, you had, you had the 10 o'clock news strip on Calvo TV. How did you ever uh, get home in time to do that? Well, uh, the beauty of the thing is I didn't have to go into work until, you know, 2 in the afternoon. If I had the 10 o'clock, you know, news. Plus, uh, and I got I got by with playing it at nights. You know, if it was the Red Lantern, where I could just go out my back door of Kelloland and and uh, into the back door of the Red Lantern. But uh, man, I got away with that for a lot of years. <laughs> just uh, during uh, before the before the news at ten, I would go over and 
and sing for 20 minutes. Hemmingson put up with put up with a lot of that, but uh, that's that's one of the reasons I was able to, you know, just kind of keep my musical chops up is because uh, because of those years that I played uh, when I worked at Kelloland and I played right next door. Well, I think Dave Dedrick used to come over during the commercial breaks, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, everybody thought that, uh, you know, Dave was a boozer and in his younger days he certainly was but you know uh i never saw dave well maybe maybe early in his because i known him for so long but you know he just he just wasn't a you know he didn't drink people just refused to believe that but uh he documents it pretty well in his book it ain't all cartoons about when he started and uh you know and anyway for a lot of people, booze is a lot of playing. In fact, for me, John will attest to, uh, uh, I'm, I think I'm a lot better if I have a few drinks before <laughs> I, before I play. And that, that's probably not true, but, uh, you know, in my mind it is. And so, so I've, I've had my, you know, my share and I, I still enjoy a beverage or two. I have one now. <laughs> well, I, 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 I've known some bands that uh, they'll tell the bar uh, owners, well, we'll play just for the beer. But that would almost make the bar go broke. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, those are the old days. But uh, we've got oh, probably about four minutes left. And, again, it's Mogan's Heroes Anniversary Party celebrating 45 years uh, being part of this community, Saturday, November 4th, 6 to 9 at Holiday and City Center. Doors open at 5. Uh, what can you say to the young musicians out there, Doug and, and John, uh, the kids today that say, I want to form a band, um, uh, you know, they want to, you know, what, what can you, what experience can you tell them? Well, you know, the music is so, it really is different today. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't know the first thing about playing, you know, some of the rock things that they do now. And I just don't think that bands are considered the same as they were back in our day. Uh, but, uh, I, I know all I can say is that I loved every minute of it, almost every minute of it. And, uh, and, uh, I, I, I just didn't, I'm just glad that I had that chance to do that. Yeah. I think we had the best of times. I think so too. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah. The, the best music, the, uh, the best cars and, and, uh, the, I, you know, my, my, uh, grandkids, I don't think are going to have the experience that we had. They, they won't know what that is. Uh, no, but, but they'll have they'll have some of their own, I yep. guess. But uh, it goes from one to the thank, other. Thank God we had the memories, and we have the memories we do, especially yep. about music. One of, one of my best memories is uh, we were playing at Skelly's mm-hmm. on St. Patrick's Day, and Doug was still playing with our band, and I think it was Denny, and Dave and Marjean Dedrick were out in the crowd, and and there were people our age and younger, and I said, "Look, there's Captain Eleven. And almost in unison, these guys get up and they go, we are the outer galaxy. They did the whole show. Designate to you the wisdom of Solomon and strength of Atlas. And I, I looked at Dave and, and he was just just so proud to be such an influence on so many kids. That was, that was a cool uh, tearjerker. He, you know? he really was. He really was that, that way, too, so... Well, Morgan's Heroes Anniversary Party, and I'm going to, you know, like I say, uh, uh, people in the audience out there, a lot of them have good times that they remember. If they have pictures, uh, maybe make a copy or bring it along. And, and uh, Doug, I know you'd like to take a look at those, wouldn't you? Well, I, I would. I, uh, it's 
John may have said, uh, I haven't been uh, doing too well physically here for for a while, so whether I'm going to be able to be there or not, uh, I, I'm not so sure yet, but uh, but uh, I, I will be in my in my head for sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, we hope you're going to be there, Doug. John, again, uh, tell us, you know, why, why, why should people come on that Saturday night? It's a Salvation Army as a fundraiser. Well, even though we've kind of talked about the band, we're, uh, hopefully we're kind of the vehicle to get people to realize how much the Salvation Army does. Like I said earlier, Fifteen to sixteen hundred families are being served, and uh, you know eight hundred people on a weekend. When the banquet isn't serving, the Salvation Army is. It's called Sally's Table on Saturday and Sunday nights. And uh, I kind of got started um, ringing bells. I wasn't even on the on the board, but but uh, I started ringing bells at at the South Minnesota High V. And so I'm I've probably done this for. 20 over 20 years always lined up the ringers and that's how i got you know involved in the salvation army realized this is really giving of yourself and and it's a good thing you just defined john mogan's heroes right there anniversary party celebrating 45 years saturday november 469 at the holiday Inn city center um john mogan uh and uh, doug lund i want to thank you very much for being with us on forum thank thank you john and don't don't forget Bill Hoffman and Denny Gale. That's They'll right. be on. Hopefully, a bunch of other in, you know uh, musicians will come and sit in with us and play. Calm down and, and and dance, please. Thank you. <laughs>